So do we have to bleep and censor this episode? Because I don't know how to do that. I don't know how to do that either. Do we just tell people that we're going to say the word asshole like 400 times? Yeah. Five, five Canadian dollars for whoever tells us how many times we say the word asshole. Hi, welcome to What You Can Learn From. I'm Megan Underwood. I'm Hannah Duffy. We are two learning nerds exploring topics we're curious about and that we think we can learn something from. What are we talking about today, Hannah? We are talking about assholes. Uh (laughs) Which was a planned topic for this week. It was actually supposed to be last week, but as you all know, we took a break because we were pretty tired. But it's an apt... It's an apt subject for this week. I'll tell you what. It's the right moment, I think. It really is. And we want to take a moment. So if you're listening to this later or somehow, you know, you're listening to it in real time and you've been living under a rock, there was a little bit of a, of a coup at the U.S. Capitol on Wednesday. There was a violent insurrection. There was a violent insurrection. Deadly. Um, and I, and I, I kind of want to say, yes, deadly. I want to I want to clarify, even though this episode is about assholes and I did make that joke about this being very apt. um, I think that those people go beyond assholes. I think that they are. uh, I don't think they are domestic terrorists and we shouldn't just slap the asshole label on them and call it a day. We should be calling them what they are. They're anti-Semitic white supremacist domestic terrorists who violated multiple federal laws and were treated pretty much as guests and were not subjected to the same uh, curfew restrictions that protesters have been subjected to, um, peaceful protesters who were just trying to get home. So I don't want to suck up too much air about this because Megan and I have both said in the past we're both white women and we don't want to take room or space away from creators of color who are able to speak about this a lot more intelligently and unfortunately with firsthand knowledge of how lopsided our justice system in the U.S. and Canada and around the world and around the world is we're pretty upset about it and we yeah I think we're both we're both still pretty shaken up and angry and just trying to figure out a path forward to be an ally as well as to be a vocal dissident and uplift the voices of more more marginalized people. Megan, you want to add anything? Yeah, I think the only thing I really want to add, because I think you just did a great job of uh, accurately kind of discussing how we've talked about this over the past little while. But um, the one thing I will add is from a Canadian perspective that I don't want any Canadians to think that we are not complicit in this because we are the proud boys was founded in ottawa canada and only a few months ago there were domestic terrorists in um, our eastern shores who were terrorizing indigenous fishermen who have a treaty right to fish and the rcmp stood by and did nothing this is not something that is just a outcome of a u.s election this is something that exists in the very fabric of our societies. And it's something that unless we can acknowledge and dismantle, we will continue to see stuff like this happening. Yeah. I think that's an important note to touch on. And you and I both 
spoke about this briefly on our Instagram account on Thursday, but it's important to reiterate it here for those who don't follow us there, um, because there it's a it's an important thing to talk about, and it's difficult for a lot of people, particularly white people, to talk about it and acknowledge their role in what happened, even if you, like us, think that what happened was incredibly wrong and are horrified and shocked and disgusted and do see these people for what they are as domestic terrorists. As a white person, we, I'm still complicit because Mm -hmm. I have benefited from the system that is, that has oppressed and given white supremacists and other really xenophobic, hateful nationalist groups um, the license to exist and believe that they are superior to others that are not like them. Yeah. Anyway, assholes. Do you want me to tell you the definition of asshole? Please. Okay, so this is from Robert Sutton, who's a Stanford psychologist. And mm-hmm. he said, and he studies assholes. That's like what he looks at, which is amazing. Um, so he said, it's, <laughs> it's someone who leaves us feeling demeaned, de-energized, disrespected, and or oppressed. In other words, someone who makes you feel like dirt. And they deny it, or they don't care about it. That sounds like abuse. Yeah, it does, doesn't it? Um, So he makes this interesting distinction because he says, like, there's two kinds of assholes. There are temporary assholes, which I think everyone has been at some point. And then there are certified assholes. And those, I think everybody knows one of those people. (laughs) Um, Oh, yeah. So I got really interested in this subject because I listened to an episode from um, a podcast episode from Adam Grant. I don't know if you know his podcast. It's called Work Life. And he did an episode on um, an office without assholes. And they talked to Robert Sutton um, and they talked about, you know, he's an organizational psychologist, uh, Adam Grant is. So they talked about assholes at work and what that means. Um, And I just thought it was super interesting. And I was like, wow, I've definitely experienced this. And I, you know, have had, I feel like in almost every job I've been at, there has been an asshole at work. How about you, Hannah? Have you experienced it? asshole excuse me assholes in your job yeah i think that every we would be foolish to say that any job has no assholes yeah (laughs) unless you work for yourself and you're your only employee which like doesn't make you exempt from being an asshole i think that that's probably the only situation i can think of where there's not some sort of asshole at your job yeah so the other interesting thing that i thought i would share is that there's kind of there's there's like two different kinds of assholery. There's the passive aggressive asshole. Assholery. Yeah, there's like the passive aggressive assholery, and then there's the like active aggressive assholery. So like the passive aggressive side, these people like steal credit, um, they lay unfair blame, they break their promises, they like invade privacy. Um, and then the active aggressive assholery is like bad mouthing someone, ridiculing people, yelling. And then there's people who do like, you know, a nice little mingle of both of those things. You know, so we we do have notes to some degree before um, 
about what we're going to talk about. And Megan sent me her asshole passive and active. And when I saw stealing credit on there, I immediately thought of like credit cards. Oh my God. No. (laughs) So stealing credit for work. Yeah. It wasn't until you, you said it out loud. Well, I mean, I I think that's an interesting, I think stealing credit is actually an interesting like asshole move because I think that happens a lot. Um, And I think that it's one of those things that is often kind of like, I don't know, swept under the rug or people are like, oh, you know, like when I think about it, I'm like, I would rather someone else just take the credit if, if they feel so inclined, like fine, whatever. Like I'll, I'm the one that did the work, but like, if you really feel like you need to be the one that puts your name on it, like, okay. I'm a little bit like flippant about that. Cause I, I, I feel frustrated. I like, vent to my family about it or like my loved ones. And I'm like, ah, this is so annoying. This, I did all this work and this person is totally putting their name on it. But like, I don't actually actively call them out on it. I don't think. Do you ever do that? Yeah. And well, I, I like to think that I would, but I also have very concrete examples of me not, not doing it. I think that's also a, like a, a one of the costs of working with assholes is that you're less likely to call out their behavior and less likely to call out errors of yourself or others or them because of the reaction you could get from them. I think that it's there's a certain amount of fear that you have from going from the passive to the active aggressive assholery. You know, someone might take credit for something and you're willing to let them take that from you because you've experienced the brunt of their active and aggressive assholery. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's a big difference between someone being demanding like having high expectations and demanding them of people and versus being demeaning. Yeah. I wrote down in my notes here, like it's about like intentions versus impact. You know, I I have definitely worked with people before who are like, oh, like I didn't intend for you to feel that way. Or I didn't intend for that to, you know, I was just my, you know, I wanted to be, to drive you to success. I wanted to be, you know, this is how I manage or whatever. And it's like, that's actually not an excuse. (laughs) Your impact is what matters and your impact is negative. That's yeah. That's a great point that it, even if the intent isn't there, it's not an excuse. And if you're a good manager, then you'll adapt. If someone has the guts to say to you, Hey, I, I don't respond well to that. That that's one of those differences or a stark difference between a good manager and a poor manager, a good manager will work to adjust and find a way to manage you that doesn't make you feel terrible about yourself and doesn't leave you feeling demeaned Um, and a poor manager will just carry on and not make any changes actually speaking of managers it's probably a good a good moment to just say like usually assholes are this way to people either at their level or below them it's extremely rare for assholes to be assholes to the people above them in fact it's often the opposite it's often that these people are extremely over the top with the people above them. You know what I mean? Like they're so that the people yeah. above them have no idea, but the people below them are like, this person sucks. 
it's like the human centipede effect. Like they're so busy kissing someone else's ass <laughs> that they don't realize that they are an asshole. That is not what and human centipede is about. Please do not Google that. Oh my God. <laughs> Amazing reference. Um, yeah, I made the mistake of Googling that once because I don't like scary movies and I've never seen it. I was like, oh, oh my God. God. Oh my God. <laughs> well, I mean, so like the the people who act this way, assholes, like certified assholes, in their mind, the ends, so like what they're expecting or like their, you know, what they what their intention is, like what they're expecting people to do justifies the way that they act. So they're like, well... I'm going to be, I'm going to yell and scream about this right now um, because that's going to give, because I want people to actually perform. And when people actually perform, then it'll, it'll be justified that I reacted, that I acted that way. So it's really interesting that you say that because that happened to me a couple months ago at work and it had the exact opposite effect. Yeah, (laughs) of course it did. And because- yeah, who wants well, to be yelled at? Nobody. Not necessarily in the performance sense, but I, so it was someone who had been involved with something and then never participated. And since we had too many people on this project, we just took them off of it. This one meeting comes up and someone didn't attend from who was more active in it. And I maintain that this person is afraid of that person who was not in attendance that week. And they went off on me on the phone. So I'm driving, I'm running this meeting. I'm having someone else take, taking, like, or someone else is taking notes for me. I am driving literally to go give blood. And this person gets on the phone and starts screaming at me in front of my manager and my like third level manager and starts going off about all these things that they've been included on I had to pull over and started like muted myself, texted my boss and said, help and started sobbing. Oh my God. And I was like, I just, I remember thinking, does this make you feel like you're clearly very insecure? You've been wrong about a lot of things in the past. Does this make you feel like more of a man? Okay. Boom, boom, boom. You just hit on something I want to talk about the insecurity certified assholes are insecure people who have very low emotional intelligence do you remember when you were in i mean you're an elementary school teacher so you know people tell you (laughs) oh bullies are just insecure they bully people because they're insecure about themselves these Mm -hmm. people probably were bullies in elementary and middle and high school because they're insecure about themselves or if they weren't a bully then they're so insecure now that they've developed bullying tendencies yeah they've become certified assholes i i think it's really interesting actually that you bring up bullying because i was working with someone and i didn't really realize that they like i knew that they were an asshole like i knew that but it didn't really occur to me to like how deep that went like i kind of i don't know if you have this you've had this experience before where you're like oh that person's kind of a kind of an asshole but like i'm just going to kind of let a few things ride like you just kind of brush stuff off and like the hopes that it'll improve i don't know maybe that's just me like being very very optimistic but um it wasn't until i read a, an article about like workplace bullies and it was like, these are the top nine tactics of a workplace bully. And I was like, oh, shoot, that's that person. Okay, cool. Okay. Yeah, this person's a bully. 
they are certified asshole. It isn't just me. One of the, one of the key points I want to drive home is like having assholes in your organization has an actual measurable cost to the organization. And in so many different ways, it's pretty amazing. Like people are less likely to call out errors. They actually make people dumber. Like there's actually studies that prove that hanging around an asshole for long enough gives people like the temporary inability to think clearly or creatively. Like they feel downtrodden so much that they like lose their creative spark. You know Um, what? That I I pulled over on the side of the road and cried. So yeah, yeah. I I can vouch for that. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, like straight out of the definition, it's someone who makes you feel like dirt and no doubt you felt like dirt in that moment. Mm-hmm. I have a coworker who was once introduced to someone who was the second in command at her company as he introduced himself to her as the office bully. That's horrible. Yeah, they're everywhere. They are everywhere. And I think that Robert Sutton said this like really well. He said, one of the simplest but admittedly hardest things you can do is simply learn to not give a shit. Not giving a shit takes the wind out of an asshole's sails. Because what assholes do is they build up the problem for everybody around them. Like it becomes this like over-encompassing issue and everybody else feels like they're walking on eggshells with this person. I, I don't know if you've ever read any of Robert Sutton's work, but he has, um, he has a couple of books and he's done a lot of research into assholes. It's like pretty awesome that you get to just like research assholes and assholery, but he's got a book, uh, the asshole survival guide. And then he also published uh, the no asshole rule, which really was about focusing on um, assholes at like the organizational level. But yeah, I think the idea of trying to like take the wind out of their sails is really interesting. Also oh, for sure. way easier said than done because the way that assholes operate within organizations, that idea that you're like walking on eggshells with someone like that is pervasive throughout the entire experience with this person. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you've had that. You just feel like this person you have yeah. to handle with kid gloves. Well, there's... So don't I think walking on eggshells is an excellent term for not just in work in life in general not engaging with someone is a muscle that you have to work all the time and it's something that I struggle with Mm -hmm. but I unfortunately have found from firsthand experience that just walking away is even if I have a really great witty comeback or I could take that person down sometimes it's best to just (laughs) let it go and remove yourself from the situation well i mean that's a good point because the other kind of side effect of assholes is that they can have Mm -hmm. a ripple effect so like their assholery can make you become a temporary asshole because Mm -hmm. they're being an asshole to you it reminds me of something that my my parents say a lot my mom especially says it and they so my my mom used to work in um hazardous waste cleanup And she said that one of the first things that you have to do is remove the source, because if you don't remove the source, then you're never truly going to get that site clean. Mm -hmm. So you're like one of your main priorities when cleaning up. Mom, I'm sorry if I'm butchering this, but one of your main priorities 
is to remove the source. And <laughs> even though you are not technically the source of the assholery, you are the source of them being an asshole. Like they are directing things at you, therefore you are their source. So if you remove yourself, then they don't have anyone to be an asshole to. They might go find, some, oh, they, they probably go will find go else, find Anna. someone else. But if you're thinking from a pure, like, I am trying to, like a, a self-preservation standpoint, then because, yeah, you know, I don't want people yeah, yeah, to be yeah. assholes to me. I really don't want them to be assholes to other people. But sometimes for my own mental health, it's just easier to say, all right, I'm Heck out. Yeah. And I know that this person is probably going to go pick on someone else. And I just have to hope that it's someone else who's able to remove the source there there comes a point you can't be altruistic anymore and you can't take care of others and you have to say in order to get through this i am going to take care of myself and you walk away and that's really hard to do yeah and i think just to like add on to that from an organizational standpoint it's about walking away but then also sharing that experience with your leadership team or whoever is above that person or near peer to that person whoever it is because my biggest worry when I realized that the person I was working with was actually like a full-on certified asshole and it wasn't just me having that experience, um, I was really concerned that as soon as they were removed from my team, that they would go off and terrorize other people and negatively impact others. And that was my biggest fear was that other people would have the same experience I had. So if you can and if you're able, share that. And, and it's actually interesting because if you look at the way that organizations do reporting, like a lot of uh, performance reviews and stuff are uh, superiors reporting about their inferiors. And it's very rare that organizations get the opposite to happen and get inferiors to um, report or rate or give feedback to their superiors. Um, and when that does happen, it's really obvious, like who the <laughs> who the assholes are. Um, culture surveys can be really expensive to do, um, and they're really expensive to have done right. So it leaves a lot of organizations out. But if you're able to do them, and you're able to do it with a company that is really credible and does it well, it can be such valuable information. And it can, if if you do multiple mm -hmm. surveys you're able to identify trends yeah okay hannah i've got a question for you do you think it's more impactful to replace a mediocre worker with a star worker or is it more impactful to replace a toxic asshole with a mediocre person oh toxic asshole with mediocre I really hope that's the answer, but I, I'm worried it's great. Not. Yeah. Oh, thank God. It is a hundred percent right. No, it's a hundred percent right. It's it's more impactful to replace the asshole with someone who's mediocre than it is to replace someone who's mediocre with someone who's amazing. Isn't that incredible? That's how toxic assholes are. <laughs> I also wanted to ask you, um, in your experience with assholes, because this is what my my experience has been this so far. Have you felt like the people who are assholes to you or who are certified assholes, trademark, um, are people who are intimidated by your skill and talent? Yes. 
That sounds so cocky, but I'm also just at the point in my life where I'm ready to own that. Oh, I have had multiple people in my life who were certified assholes who were that way to me because of because they perceived me as some kind of threat to them in yeah. their position. I think that the the example I talked about earlier is someone who doesn't see me as a threat to their position, but I think they see me as a threat to the norms that they are used to. Yeah, I think I mean these people just have like very limited, you know, self-esteem mm-hmm. and very limited emotional intelligence because if you can't I was just like I about how you treat people yeah. you know what I mean like if you can't recognize that you're not treating people well like you're just oblivious I just don't understand I just don't get it and then I don't know if you've had this experience before but then that person who is the asshole is like told hey you can't treat people this way and they're like what are you talking about I was just trying to do this or I was trying to do that or like that's how I manage and you're like oh god they get defensive because they're afraid and people probably don't challenge them because they're afraid to do that. But um, yeah, I absolutely agree. Well, one of the biggest lessons that like Robert Sutton from Stanford says is that assholes need someone in their life to tell them that they're being an asshole. I am happy to take up that mantle with so many people. And I have kind of gotten to the point (laughs) where I am done taking intolerance and assholery about certain things and I will just speak out about it and I will say things to people's faces and I will say things in front of groups um, be- when it's something that is just unconscionable and intolerable. But I, like, I'm like i happy to take on that mantle <laughs> if, uh, if people need me to call out the assholes in their <laughs> lives. Yeah. One of the, one of the other strategies that I've seen work well, and I don't know if you've ever had the chance to do this and that I've started doing that I was, I was uncomfortable doing when I was younger because I didn't really have the guts to do it, but that I've started doing now as now that I'm older and I feel more, I don't know, confident that I like, don't Mm want to be treated like dirt by people is actually naming their tactic so like if they go off on a, tie, a rant at me or something like that, or they, they're using some kind of tactic around fear or something, I just say, are you trying to intimidate me right now? Is, is that what you're trying to do? I learned that from a friend of mine and he told me that he, he used it on this particular person that we were working with. And I was like, legendary. That is exactly what needs to happen because it's a subtle way of indicating to that person, I see your game you're being an asshole. I'm going to call you out for what you're doing. And you're going to have to either confirm or deny that that's your intention. And if that's not your intention, then they need to rethink it because you're saying, I'm, I'm not going to be intimidated by you. If that's what you're trying to do here, that's not going to work. <laughs> you know, I, I love that strategy. I think there's definitely a time and place for it. There are times where it's going to be more harmful to you to do it. Yeah. Um, maybe not, you know, in the moment, but in the aftermath, it might make things a little more difficult or make things a little more psychologically unsafe for you. If that's your situation, don't do it. But yeah, um, I'm going to start doing that. I think it's going to improve my quality of life in certain arenas. I'm with certain people. 
Yeah. And I mean, like this being said, there are definitely some assholes that are just, they, they can't be changed yeah. and you just need, you need to get out. There's just some people that you, you can't change and other people won't see that they need to change so significantly. And it's just, it's for your own, you know, you talked about this beforehand. It's like the self-preservation, mm-hmm. just get the hell out of there. And I mean, I think the other thing too is, and this is something that I experienced was when I brought up uh, someone's assholery to my uh, leadership team, they were kind of like, well, where's the evidence? Like we, we need evidence of their assholery. <laughs> and that, I mean, th- that's the other thing I want to say is like a little lesson is like collect your evidence because oftentimes these people will do things in a forum that aren't, that is, that isn't easily, to, is, isn't easy to, you know, pull together. You know, I, I, when I finally got the guts to tell my leadership team that this person was a bully and they were being really horrible and like we're a pretty bad manager because a lot of this stuff was in that gray area of like not explicit assholery but just like really poor leadership from them and then some explicit stuff in terms of messages but a lot of it was in like conversation or you know phone calls or whatever where they were just being the absolute worst or those like context around those messages isn't super clear Unfortunately, I think a lot of these people are not that intelligent, which leads to that insecurity. But also, <laughs> I think it's also are um, they're they're not that intelligent, but they're intelligent enough to know that they shouldn't be treating someone like this in writing or in front of other people. And that was the error that that guy made when he yelled at me when I was driving and I had to pull over and cry. Like he did it in front of other senior leadership. And yeah, I, I mean, I think that was probably like it, it, it was going to boil over at some point, but I was glad that he snapped in front of the people who he snapped in front of. Well, I mean, like one of, it's one of my favorite things that I'm going to just like keep going on about Robert Sutton because I think his work is so interesting. But one of my favorite things he said is like, at the end of the day, if you're an asshole, you're a failure as a human being because you promote unnecessary suffering. Oh my God. I want to send that to so many people. <laughs> right. It's just like, yeah, this, I mean, there's no need to be that way. You can get results from people without being yeah. an asshole. It is not, a leadership tactic it's just be it's actually like the opposite it's like the worst leadership tactic and it, it's so interesting because like famous leaders like steve jobs <laughs> was a certified asshole he's like well known for being a certified asshole but that doesn't ex- like just because he you know he was an amazing visionary or leader or whatever doesn't excuse his behavior he could have gotten the same maybe even better results if he wasn't an asshole. Well, I I agree um, that it's not a good leadership tactic, but I think at some level it is seen as a good leadership <laughs> quality. It is from from the top down, it is seen as a good leadership quality. But from the bottom up, which is really where you should be focusing, that is it's more common than it should be. Yeah, it's funny that it's perceived as a good leadership quality because this the research shows that it's actually the opposite. 
Like it has the opposite impact. Yeah. Well, that's inspe- that's expected. Um, in in every study that they did, anybody that was anybody that was a, an asshole to, you know, what in whatever situation that they were doing, the people performed worse. I think that there's a certain amount of entitlement that comes along with it. I can't believe we haven't gotten to this earlier. <laughs> Um, but there's a certain amount of entitlement that comes along with being an asshole <laughs> and the, those people generally expect to be in leadership positions, not based on their merit, but because of who they are, who they know. Oh, boom, Hannah, are you making a Venn diagram now right between Dunning-Kruger effect yes, and Yes, that is assholes? exactly what I was doing there. Yes, Megan, thank you for looking right into my brain. Uh, no, I wasn't, but that is a really <laughs> excellent conclusion to draw and I think that we talked about that a little bit in imposter syndrome that the people who are not self-aware and who have um or who yeah the people who aren't self-aware enough to notice that they're not good at their job or they're not good at some element of their life that they think they're fantastic at um you know are kind of assholes or tend to be assholes Okay, Hannah, I feel like we've talked enough about assholes. Let's, what are our lessons for this week? What's your first lesson? My first lesson is remove the source. I just, I think that that's a great, whether, (laughs) whether it's removing yourself from the situation or finding a way to remove the asshole from the situation, um, just take away something that's feeding into it for your own, your psychological well-being. That's awesome. It actually feeds really well into my first lesson, which is you don't, you don't need to accept asshole behavior. Like there's no need. It's not required of you to put up with someone being essentially abusive to you um, or bullying you at, at your, at your place of work or in your life or whatever it is not, you do not need to accept that. Damn. <laughs> What's your next lesson, Hannah? My next lesson is that a lot of behavior that you see in bullies in your youth translate to assholery in adult life and that assholes are frequently also bullies. If you ever need a way to, (laughs) I guess, gauge whether or not someone is an asshole, because sometimes it's easier to revert back to a quote unquote simpler state of mind maybe think to yourself would elementary school me think this person is a bully and if yes they're probably an asshole yeah and i you know we said this before these these people are generally folks who have uh low self-esteem and low emotional intelligence Mm -hmm. like a bully yeah and some people i mean bullies generally know that they're bullies assholes might not know that they're assholes and i think that's why my next lesson is you assholes need someone to tell them that they're being an asshole Mm -hmm. it doesn't have to be you but somebody needs to be like hey you're being an asshole i need you to change your behavior i just had a thought about that there is so much talk about bullying in k through 12 school that maybe that's what makes it difficult for bullies to like separate themselves from the fact that they are being a bully and they do 
at generally some pretty high level know that they are a bully, but we don't talk about it that much in our adult life or Mm -hmm. at work in, Mm -hmm. at least in a professional setting. We rant about it a lot, I'm sure, but there's no, there, the like tactics for identifying assholes and the tactics for dealing with them are so infrequently discussed in our adult life that maybe people have just lost that muscle and Mm. lost the ability to make those connections. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I definitely did based on the example I I gave earlier, for sure. (laughs) What's your last lesson, Hannah? My last lesson is, it kind of reminds me a little bit of what we talked about in Random Odd Jobs, but I want to be the antithesis of an asshole. Like I'll joke around and say, (laughs) oh, I'm being an asshole right now, blah, blah, blah. But like I, and we all are assholes to some extent in some aspect of our lives, but I, I want to be the antithesis of what Robert Sutton has outlined as assholery. Yeah. Good. I like that. Mm -hmm. Megan, do you have, you have one more? I've got two more. Oh, so my next one is that my third lesson is that assholes have a measurable cost and a measurable negative impact on your business, on your life. So, I mean, this goes back to like both of our first lessons, which is like, you don't need to accept their behavior and you need to remove the source, but that there is actual measurable impact. And so if you're an organization in an organization that has an asshole, that person is having a negative impact on your business. Um, And will continue to do so until they are told that they're an asshole or removed from the situation. And then my final lesson is more about like intentions versus impact. So like, you know, maybe you are being a temporary asshole for a minute um, and your intentions don't marry with your impact. Um, but the big key thing here is that like, you're responsible for your impact on people, not your intentions behind what you're doing, but your impact on people. So how you treat people is paramount. And that's, that's my last lesson, um, is to just treat people with respect and yeah, you should make people feel great. That's, that's what I want everyone to do. Everyone should feel great. (laughs) Those are all my lessons. Those are good ones. Thanks, Hannah. Mm -hmm. I'm glad that you are not an asshole. Thank you. I'm glad that you're not an asshole too. We probably wouldn't hang out. Probably not. If either of us were. No, definitely not. Oh, well. All right. Well, good luck um, removing that asshole from your uh, presidential office. Thanks. Only a couple (laughs) more days. Everyone just hold your breath until the 20th. Yeah. And if you're a DC person like me, stay safe, Um, stay inside and uh, remember to plan your grocery trips around when the Nazis are in town. Oh, God. Uh. <laughs> anyway have a great take care week of yourselves. <laughs> wear your mask take care of yourselves bye wash your hands love you bye bye
and stop. Are you fucking kidding me? Donald Trump is flying over me right now. <laughs> I'm not kidding. All three. Are you fucking kidding me? Oh my, I thought I heard helicopters in your background, actually. Fuck you, Don. 